Good afternoon and welcome to the 3D Podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. We are coming uh, to you um, a few hours before the NBA All-Star Game, uh, right after um, the the, uh, Rising Stars Game and um, NBA Saturday Night. And uh, my regular co-host, Justin Lewis, uh, he uh, uh, will be back with us here in the near future. But I am very excited to welcome a well-known personality amongst Grizzlies fans, and that's Miss Molly Morrison. Molly, how are you doing this afternoon? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, it's it's my all the pleasure is mine. I, I, I have been wanting to get you on here soon, and uh, for a few of the things we'll talk about, I couldn't think of a better time to do it. So, so I appreciate you taking the time. Um, what have you been up to? I, I, you're back now. My my understanding is you are back in Memphis, going to school again. You 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 came back over the winter break. How are things going for you? How are you getting adjusted back to going to school in your hometown after your time at Indiana? Yeah. Um, sorry, I just heard my puppy is my puppy like screaming from downstairs. But I got I think I got the gist of the question. It I'm really happy back here. Um, it's been really nice. It was kind of a crazy huge adjustment because I went to Indiana University and I totally like when I was going to college, looking into colleges in my head, I was like, I'm leaving Memphis. Like, I didn't even consider staying here. It just never felt like what I was going to do. I always just wanted to go out of state. I love Memphis, but um, it just felt like I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and just be away from home. So I never could have anticipated um, how much things would change after I did, I hate saying like the reveal, but I guess that's what I'll say. <laughs> After I did the reveal, you know, um, where I said who I was literally just last summer, because that really gave me a voice in Memphis under my name and face that I didn't have before. And just it felt like I was so disconnected suddenly, you know, not being here. Uh, so I came back to continue pursuing that here and it's been really nice um just even with the grizzlies like when you're far away it's, you're not catching all the games because like few other people don't understand it <laughs> like it's like oh sorry i have a grizzlies game like no one even knows what the grizzlies are so it's nice to be able to just like be somewhere where i can do things um on my own time and just really focus on like improving my content, not just hometown content, but NBA and general and basketball and all of that. So it's been good. I really like it so far. Glad to hear it and hope that school is going well. And, you know, you, you, um, you know, you're hinting at, of course, um, I, I can't for, forgive me. It's not off the top of my head. I can't remember. I want to say it was about a year ago. It was may have been earlier in the summer of 19, may have been uh, around this time last year. I can't remember the exact date. But, of course, you're talking about, you know, when it when we did find out who was behind uh, the Twitter account. Made in Memphis One, which was one of one of the premier fan sites uh, for Memphis Grizzlies, one of the premier fan follows in social media. Of course, now you've been behind it uh, for for six years and or six or seven years now, and, and we'll get into that in just a second. But obviously, since the reveal, I'm sure things have changed. But you're going to school now, and, and the thing is, is that while it's great that your um you know your your Twitter account Made in Memphis One it is so popular. 
I'm sure also there's an effort to, you know, make it known, you know, who you are. You are Molly Morrison and you are going to school, yes, to build your brand, but also, you know, to make yourself as talented as possible to be a sports personality. You know, how do you feel you're you're able to do that? Do you feel that, you know, the name Molly Morrison, you know, is gaining, you know, how you want it to? It's gaining, you know, the popularity. People know you as Molly instead of just the face behind Made in Memphis 1. Yeah, that's a great question. And um, it definitely, the shift in the content and what voice it's coming out of has been huge. Honestly, when you talk about popularity and followers, it means a lot to me because I'm proud of the content I'm putting out and what I'm saying and that I'm being authentic. But I used to, so the numbers, like before I revealed myself, like I didn't, necessarily care if I was getting a lot of interaction or like likes or whatever because it didn't like I didn't feel like I was being my true self in a way so now that um, I'm able to do that and I am doing this as myself and I'm using because there was I was um, speaking in a little bit of a different way when I was anonymous I mean I was still saying things that were pretty true to myself but I was also not wanting people to know that I was a girl and I made a conscious effort to kind of like shift the voice so I wasn't sounding girly or and that's now if you like read my tweets or whatever like if you read them you would know it was a girl so definitely um all the I guess popularity or all that I don't like to use that word but it feels a lot better and it just means a lot to me because it's me and it means a lot that I've done all of this and it hasn't been just in my own head and that people actually enjoy what I have to say and my perspective because for so long I felt like my perspective was not going to be important to people once they knew who I was and now it is. So yeah. Um, it is weird because I still, the Made in Memphis account, I didn't, it's still so important to me. And people would always say like, oh, so is she doing this for cloud? Is she going to turn that into her personal account? And that will never happen. That's not even a consideration because if people want to follow Made in Memphis and not me, that is perfectly their decision, even though it is me. <laughs> but I want people, I like having them separate because I like having that one the brand where I have my um, YouTube channel that I, where I do the Made in Memphis show, I have just Grizzly specific con- comments. It's kind of like the account for Grizzly sports. It's not a blog or a media person. It's literally just like the fan account. There's a lot of other fan accounts, but it's been there for a very long time. And it kind of has its own distinct voice that I think people have enjoyed following through the years. So yeah, today I thought I lost my password to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my baby. Like, I was nervous. But at the same time, I also, it wasn't the end of the world because I do have myself. (laughs) And that will always be number one to me. Um, I always enjoy it the most when I'm saying things from my personal Twitter account. And I get, I do retweet on Made in Memphis when I'll say things because sometimes I don't really know which account to do it on but yeah that it's gone really well in terms of um, I'm very lucky and I'm very fortunate 
to see that people are really starting to follow me personally for what I have to say about basketball because that shows that it's actually what I'm saying and not just the idea that I'm hyping up Memphis and it's actually my basketball opinions and stuff and my personal stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, sorry. That was, these are long answers, I feel like. <laughs> That's that's the point of being able to get to get to talk to you. The, the, the reason why they're long is because they've got a lot of content in there. Uh, people want to know, obviously. And, you know, obviously, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, it, it's a pretty cool story. You know, started seven years ago, building up the building up your brand, building up the Twitter account when you my, my guess is just became a teenager. And let you know at the forefront of that, it, 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 nothing should hide the fact that the reason why you have been so good at building up your brand is because you know of your intelligence, your personality, your passion as a fan. But there also is the component, and this is I believe part of the reason why you revealed that you were a young lady. You know, last year there's an empowering component to it as well. You are a woman who is a big fan of you know a, a, a male sport, but that you know. While that has something to do with it that adds value to it, you don't want that to hide the fact that the true reason why, you know, you're someone that can relate to a lot of fans and you can be viewed as a sports personality um, is because of your passion for it. But to the point that you are a young lady and you have built up your brand, you know, how do you view the empowering component of that, you know, for yourself continuing forward and for, you know, other young ladies? It seems like that there's growing personalities from female um, account, female-led accounts all over the place. Do you see yourself as being an important component of that in the Grizzlies fandom? And, and does that empower you to continue to point out that, you know, while my opinion is what matters, I also take pride in being a young lady who can, you know, feel free to give my opinion because I know it's important. Yeah, no, that 100% is my favorite thing about the attention I've gotten is the fact that I feel like I am impacting younger women or women even around my age teenage girls that like uh sports because I've gotten messages like that and literally like I can get a hundred comments like just like saying like oh good stuff but when a woman reaches out it just gives me a different kind of happiness because I just feel like there is just this connection between women who are in this industry and we just kind of understand each other um we understand that it's amazing and we understand that we're so lucky to be doing what we're doing but we also understand the negatives that come with it um what we have to face but it's not like when i'm posting exposing someone for saying something sexist to me or whatever and i'm making a joke or i'm calling them out a lot of times that'll get confused and i get it and there's nothing wrong with this but people will be responding like oh i'm so sorry you have to deal with this but that's not even the point in me exposing it. I literally am so not bothered, no matter what I read on the internet, over the span of a couple of months of being and having a platform and being someone that is um, interacted with because of how fast you become numb to that commentary and how fast you learn to let it fuel you. Like every time someone says like, go back to the kitchen or like, wow, like this dumb, like girl, like shut, shut your mouth, like whatever. It literally fuels me. Like I like love it. Like I've turned it into energy for me to continue to motivate myself. And I think that is so important. And like the messages I've gotten just saying like, 
I always kind of thought it was weird that I was a sportsman, like just so many different messages. And I don't think I'm some like feminist figure in the sports movement. Like there's so many people that did it before me and there's so many people that are doing it right now that I look up to. But the fact that it's like a um, chain and there are people, just the more women that are confident and outspoken about sports, but also just like not afraid to um, speak up when someone is ignorant it just continues to um, inspire other women and I'm very very proud to be a part of that because um, I know how much seeing other women succeed in sports means to me and to be one of those women that maybe uh, inspire someone else to do what I'm doing is a very very good feeling well, I'm sure, and 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 I, I know that it probably did. And I, I can't say from my own personal experience, but I, it does seem like you know there are times where you have to, you know, overcome you know uh, unfortunate and unnecessary comments. So I, I do um, admire and applaud you know your efforts on you know just setting that to the side, not you know really engaging or you know having that cause issue, but just keeping on because, you know, obviously, you know, what you are doing is working and it, it just enhances the fan base, you know, overall. We'll get into that in a second. The one other thing I wanted to ask you is this, is that obviously your your interaction and, you know, the the, the way that you give your your um, viewpoints and, and things like that, the energy that you bring through social media, you know, that's one part of, you know, the Molly Morrison um, sports brand that you want to build you're going to school, though, obviously, for other pursuits. Obviously, you know, the connection between me and you is Grizzly Bear Blues. But what other, you know, um, avenues, what other arenas are you hoping to, to um, you know, become stronger in, you know, build your talent in, you know, as time goes on through your time at the University of Memphis? Um, in, like, you mean besides sports or in sports or both? Well, well, like for instance, Grizzly Bear Blues, you 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 have put out some features, some very good features there. Are you and you also are doing your YouTube video channels? Are you looking to expand upon your writing? Are you looking to eventually get into more interview type segments in time? Are those two areas you're focused on as far as like building your reach as a sports personality? Okay, I yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying, and that's a great question because. I'm still figuring that out. Um, that's why I'm doing all this different stuff. That's why, obviously, I love writing and something I'm still kind of um, settling in. So I haven't been able to fully immerse myself yet in writing more about the Grizzlies for GBV. But that's something I'm definitely um, excited to keep doing and excited to do more of now that I'm back. Um, and yeah, I love writing. I do like um, interviewing and I like being on the camera. I like talking about but I also love doing the social media so I don't know I think that the more I continue to challenge myself to pursue or at least just get practice at other things because I'm not I just started like you know the interview or YouTube stuff so I don't think I'm there's tons of people that are doing a better job out there than I am but everyone started off somewhere so I think just the more I do it the more I get comfortable um I've always been comfortable um in my opinions and what I'm saying so I do like being in front of the camera or just being heard whether it's not on the camera or it's on Twitter or through writing so I think uh just using different platforms also because today media it's so multimedia you know so 
the people that are like you see uh, this is the most random example ever but someone like Kendrick Perkins who's you know on TV but he's also tweeting all the time you know and he's I can't believe that came to mind but you know it's like he's doing you kind of have to do all of it with social media and the other stuff so yeah I just I like doing it all I writing was definitely my first love and I love writing about anything like I actually started writing like stories and books before I even started writing about sports so all of that I'm just excited to keep writing and maybe one day I can write something about sports (laughs) (laughs) I mean write something not about sports and release something I've written not about sports it's just about being more comfortable with um, your voice and all of that yes Gotcha. And, and and I think that that makes perfect sense. And the, the only way for you to get comfortable in your voice is to go through multiple, um, you know, variations of yourself, you know, evolutions of yourself to see what fits and what you're most comfortable with. I actually like, though, you bringing up Kendrick Perkins, because that's going to be my next question, kind of as we shift to the Grizzlies. You know, the Grizzlies, one of the reasons why they were such a fun and um, admired a sports team during the grit and grind area is because they were an original, um, you know, a, a Joe Mullinax from uh, uh, Grizzly Bear Blues. He likes to use the word organic a lot. It makes sense. They were their own original brand. And the thing though about it is, is that one of the things we didn't see from that brand was a lot of interaction on social media. Kendrick Perkins played during that time, for instance, and he now is more popular than ever based off his interaction on social media. I bring mm-hmm. that up because because one of the components of this Grizzlies team is how they're having wonderful success on the court. But how important off the court do you think that it is that we have these young players, but they have such interactive personalities. They see the importance of interacting on social media and engaging with fans. Do you feel that that carries, that's a critical component of this Grizzlies team shifting to the future and making their impact off the court just as influential as it is on the court? Yes, 100%. I could literally give a TED Talk on that. It's (laughs) actually crazy because, yeah, I talk about that all the time. I felt when we drafted Jaw, there was a little part of me that I knew he was great, even at the beginning, but I didn't feel a connection to him like we felt to those other guys yet. And I didn't know how long that would last because it's hard, especially for a younger guy who's not, wanting to be out there you know necessarily like around town like to feel like you have a good sense of their personality and whatever so the fact that jaw has created such a distinct voice for himself and has really like the things he has done for this team are insane just in the way that he's created this pride around all these guys to where it's just this excitement and someone like Justice Winslow for Miami sees that and is so excited to come in and join be a part of it because it's this like contagious sense of pride for being in Memphis and to have someone like Jaw who is becoming this like league name and everyone wants to wear his jersey everyone like talks about him like on NBA TV TNT they all they all talk about him we've never had that so to have that plus have that person tweeting about how Memphis and the Grizzlies and all that and like just like Grizz next gen 
it adds so much versus someone like Zion. No disrespect to Zion, but he doesn't use social media. So seeing they don't have like this, the Pelicans, they don't have like a brand yet under Zion's leadership, which, and they probably will. It'll take time. Zion's a great, nice guy. But the fact that Jaw is kind of working his leadership in the way that like he's just creating this excitement and buzz off the court too, like just engaging and interacting to where he's connecting with fans, but he's also performing on the court. So it just like doubles the excitement, you know, because Memphis is a city that loves when people love us back, you know, so just to have someone who's that good just come in and be so proud to be here. It's honestly just like the most exciting feeling, especially for people for this generation that is on social media and it just feels like he's one of us, you know, and it's really cool. And that was going to be my next question was that, you know, you, you seem to have a pretty good pulse of the fan base. I mean, what do you think that this fan base is potentially more excited for? And the potential is there obviously for both, but do you feel that the fan base is more excited that this young core may be able to reach an eventual level such as, you know, an NBA finals or NBA championship. This fan base is more excited because this core has more potential as a group than the grit and grind era, or that the personalities that are on this team, you know, Memphis has been before what during the grit and grind area, it was Memphis versus everybody. Well, now, just as you said, Memphians love when others love them for being Memphians. And, and the, and we have a group of original personalities here in John, Jaron, and Brandon Clark. What do you think it's the fan base more excited, the potential on the court or the, you know, rising stardom off the court? Um, you know, I, there's I actually two sides to my answer and there's a little bit of both. The first thing I want to mention is something that I just came to mind that I forgot to mention with the last question. So Jaw, the fact that he's been going this is a little thing, but the fact that he goes to Tigers game and post and comments on the Tigers post, like, Oh, like good to see the squad, like whatever, like seeing that, like he has no obligation to do that. You know what I mean? For someone that young to already just get it and get what he needs to has to do to be a leader, not only of the team, but of the city, like that's very cool. And especially but so like we have that side and that just adds to the way that he really seems to have a sense of what you were saying and what I was saying before about how Memphis loves when people love us back and when people understand the culture. So that, but also literally like, I think the most exciting thing and I think what gets people the most buzz besides yes, like the comments, that's all great. Like, Dylan Brooks, when he said the stuff about Iggy, it fuels people. But also the style of play compared to the grit and grind era is just something, such a huge jump that like it's a shock in your system and it feels like a drug, literally watching it. It's like you don't have time to sit and um, digest like what you just saw because they're going down, down court and doing another crazy thing. Like that style of play where it's just this like, all-star game style of play through every game is so 
such a polar opposite of what we're used to that it's just so exciting. And like, it's not that we didn't love what we had, but the fact that we can have the same kind of ties to the grit and grind era, like Tony's going to games, like Jaw is being a badass. I don't know if I can cuss on this and, you know, saying like, I'm a killer too, all that. Plus we have this own. So it's like combining the old love for Memphis with this new fun jazzy style of play. Like just the combination of that, I think is just getting everyone so hype and seeing the love that these guys have for each other. You know, it's this team. It's just, these guys are just so lovable because you can tell how much they love being on this team and how proud they are to be here. So yeah, I think it's a connect. It's a um, combination of both of those things, just the personality, but also the excitement of watching them play. And again, we're here with Molly Morrison as we just are as we're wrapping up uh, with, with her uh, being kind enough to give us a few minutes of her time this afternoon. Now, Molly, one of the last questions I want to ask, though, is that, of course, obviously you're in college. So you are a part of, you know, a generation, your generation grew up with social media. Now going into adulthood, you know, y'all's ability to use social media to effectively, you know, uh, play a part in the careers you want to take on, you know, and, and, and things such as that. Um, that, that, you know, it's becoming more and more important to have social media awareness of, and intelligence. But the thing that I will get at is, is part of that also has to do with the city of Memphis. And in your generation, you know, for those who are, you know, in college and things like that, is there a buzz? Is there a, an excitement that has, um, there's kind of been kind of a culture shift over the past year with Penny now coming into, you know, being the Memphis Tigers coach. I know the Tigers aren't having, you know, as successful mm-hmm. as here in Oak, but the, you know, uh, the overachievement of the Grizzlies. Is there an excitement that you truly feel has enhanced the culture of, of Memphis as a city as a whole? And, and do you think now it is it is sustainable? I mean, do you see that basketball, again, truly is one of the defining um, aspects of Memphis to both the city, its surrounding areas, and the nation itself? Yes, but I also think that we're going to – it's just going to be something that we can't even fathom yet. Because right now, we're just so excited that this team has already developed in the way that they have and that Jaw is already playing at a level that we didn't expect him to be playing yet to the point where he was leading us to win games. And Jaron and Brandon and even, like, people like DeAnthony Melton, like, these guys are performing so well, but at the same time, no one even though people are confident like yes like we have a shot of being the playoffs we'll be happy to have a competitive series right now but it's just going to keep the expectations are just going to keep growing but at the same time we're going to be seeing people suddenly memphis is going to be the hip thing you know people i'm sure like the job morant throwback jersey is going to become one of like the best sellers out of all jerseys because he's John Moran you know he like has so much swagger to him that like just the way he acts and the way he plays so he's going to become like the it guy not just in Memphis so I think Memphis has always thrived off of this feeling you know of Memphis versus everybody and suddenly we're not going to have that anymore so I think that this buzz and this excitement is definitely going to take on a new level and a new meeting but I also just think it's impossible 
for me to say how it's going to shape the city when we're going to be sharing it with other people because we're selfish you know like we like we like things to be ours we're territorial and it's just going to be interesting because it's going to be like we've sat through years of y'all saying how relevant we are and all that and suddenly like you're with us you know so I don't know how it's going to be for the city it's going to be great it's going to be amazing um I think we're going to win a championship in the next 12 I mean 12 jump <laughs> 10 years uh which is something <laughs> that i can't believe i'm saying but yeah it's just it's like the memphis like literally like basketball is just some it's one of the main things like it, it whether you're a basketball fan or not you can name you know half the core four like you can name john Morant because you can't live here and not know those things you can't live here and not know penny hardaway's name so yeah, it's just, it's very exciting. Um, and it's going to be weird getting that recognition because yes, recognition is great, but also we do thrive off of being overlooked. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes things. And I agree, completely. Yeah. I, I agree completely to the point, and I think you hinted at this too, is that you know, we can try to put it into words right now, but this is merely the beginning. You know, it's less than a year into mm-hmm. all of this. It's exceeded expectations. There's unlimited potential that's there. And right. so I think that definitely um, is part of the equation. Well, Molly, the last thing I'll ask you is this is, again, you know, back to you. What do we have to look forward to in terms of you, yourself, or for 2020? I mean, you know, for what information you can give us, are there any new ventures? Um, and just where can folks, you know, interact with you and, and you know, uh, specifically find the work that you do uh, via YouTube, uh, Twitter, um, and Grizzly Bear Blues? Um, yeah, I think that this is going to be a really big year for me. I There are a few things that I'm currently um, that are in the works in terms of the projects or things I'm going to do that I can't say, but there's also a lot that I can say, and it's just exciting. Like, I feel like there's a lot going on, and also it's kind of as much as I want to go on because I don't have to be employed to be doing things, to be uh, putting out content, you know? So, like, I'm employed by Grizzly Bear Blues, so you can continue reading my stuff there. Uh, but also, I... I'm creating these YouTube videos on my own. You know, the Made in Memphis show is something I could create because I wanted to put stuff out there. So, and all my tweets and stuff, it's just, it's just me, you know? So I think you can just look forward to me continuing to challenge myself to put out new things. Um, just, uh, but meanwhile, never um, losing the authenticity as I grow, you know, and I never uh, want people like the more followers or whatever I get I still like Memphis is at the core of everything you know so like I do like to branch out and talk about other things but at the end of the day I am made in Memphis and I will continue growing that uh, even with other opportunities Uh, that is still a priority to me because I'm not just gonna leave my city behind and it still has my heart clearly, because that's where, that's where I came back to, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, I just, I like to, again, challenge myself to put out different types of things, because I think you, the second you stop and 
then you're just losing all your creativity. You know, it's important to just keep on pushing and keep on creating. So that's what I plan to do. I, I like that. Keep on creating. And it makes sense that you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan because both you yourself and the franchise over the past decade, you've been your most successful when you've been committed to your authenticity. That's the driving force for your success. And it's made you quite successful so far. There's no doubt that it's going to continue making you successful. And, and we wish you the best of luck. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, if you would, can, can you stay on for just a few more minutes after we're off here to talk with me for a few more minutes? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time talking to you. It was my pleasure, and, and, and thank you so much. We will definitely um, be looking forward to having you on again. Again, this is Molly Morrison talking about the Grizzlies. Of course, you know you can uh, follow uh, us at Grizzly Bear Blues, uh, Molly at Memphis, Made in Memphis 1, and also at Molly Hannah M. Is that is that your uh, personal Twitter handle, Molly? Yes, yes, that's okay. my personal Twitter. All right, gotcha. Well, um, thanks again to Molly Morrison. We will be back with you next week. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. Thanks so much for joining us here on the 3 and D Podcast. right tools for success. A painter needs their perfect brushes, and a climber needs to be able to rely on their harness. And for your work, you need to stay connected. With Slack, teams can help you work better. Slack is a productivity platform that connects all your team members together instantly. It's built to help your team with a host of features like huddles for quick check-ins and clips for recording and sharing video. Slack also makes it easy to search and find the right information you need. You can even integrate the apps you use in your normal workflow, like your calendar or product management tools, so you stay focused on the work that matters and get more done. Learn more at slack.com slash productivity.